you may already be familiar with the concept of chakras. If you aren't, I'll tell you what it all means. They are the basis of spirituality in general over all of Earth, whether or not that is consciously realized by the Earthlings on said planet, and they are expressing our bodily energy. I assure you that the animals are well aware of chakras themselves and we could learn more from them in this particular case. Chakra is a Sanskrit word. I will bother telling you it translates into spinning wheel, in essence, except I just did that. But I'll tell you what, there are many other interpretations of the word because the meaning is far more intricate than just that. Each and every definition has a little bit to add to the bigger reality, T, M. Connotation really matters in addition to denotation and spinning wheel is the denotation of the word chakra. In other sources, it means, disc, cycle, energy center, and perhaps has been translated as more colorful things in the past. This word refers to swirling energy centers that are centered on the vertebrate spine and extending past our physical bodies to form an aura. Many people don't think auras can be real. If you consider that the chakras are full of electrons that carry energy and they form a cloud based on the latest scientific research, then it is much easier to understand that a well-being absolutely has to have an aura of some sort. The colored part of the aura is highly subjective aside from the cameras that purportedly photograph chakral energy, which I have seen images from personally having an incidental conversation with a certain life coach in Creve Kerr, Missouri, off of Craig Road. Thank you, ma'am. I'm sorry I never asked your name while I was waiting for my chiropractic appointment. You will remember me as the woman who pointed out your crown chakra came up white after you explained the chakras to me for the very first time this incarnation. Thank you and namaste. For animals without vertebrae, their energy centers will be different. Invertebrates still have chakras generally aligned in the center of their being. We've personally seen a chakra around where the central autonomic activity takes place in the black slugs in the garden. The spiders have at least three themselves, two, and so do all the bugs examined with spirit sight. So let's simplify this, the energy of an organism's body is expressed energetically and one can train their spirit eye, their third eye, their mind's eye, to see it. You can also feel it if you believe you are mind blind. The chakral energy generally fills the middle of the body in every organism. This makes sense because the extremities are an expression of that energy. These energies spin like galaxies, which generally look like wheels with spokes. However, a really healthy chakra is more of a band of light energy in the mind's eye rather than a spiral galaxy. Thus, looking at a perfectly healthy being will show the mind's eye a rainbow of color. Chakras exist because they are the expression of nerve clusters within a vessel or body. They happen to have colors that can be captured by special cameras, or so I am led to believe. I am positively skeptical that it works until someone shows me a picture of a bug with chakras. It's a rainbow, starting from the base of the spine and ending in purple near the top of your spine and skull. Then, just above that rainbow expression lies the crown chakra, which is white, or the combination of all the colors of white light broken down by a prism. If you meditate and try to spin your chakras up into a band of light one at a time, starting with red, the tailbone area, and traveling up to your crown, you can activate a light shield to encompass your entire being. Let me tell you how I did for myself. 
I was sitting cross-legged with my root touching the floor. I wiggled around a bit to get comfortable, which happens to open up the root chakra, the red chakra, which is named Muladhara. It starts off looking like a red spiral galaxy, like this image. This is a fairly accurate image for a chakra at rest. There are 3 to 5 arms slowly spinning around in a clockwise fashion. You can focus and make them go counterclockwise, but I wouldn't recommend that until you understand yourself better so you can determine if it's truly what you need. I personally believe that would be a death wish rather than a healing move. Imagine these 3 to 5 arms of Muladhara are red. Focus on seeing it in your mind's eye, the spinning action. Are you still comfortable where you use it? If not, wiggle some more, this assists in activating the root chakra properly. It could be that Earth's ohm is partly responsible, but I won't speculate further. Science can prove or disprove that notion one day. Now that you are comfortable again, imagine the arms becoming wider or thicker until they all blend together into a dense disc. You are willing your chakra to work more efficiently and with more energy, which will burn more calories in the long run. The more you practice this, the more likely your chakras will become like this by default. Your D, N, A, will actually update the longer you spend practicing this, which makes it more and more innate. Then, I would suggest renewing this vow of sorts once a quarter for many years. Once it is in your base D, N, A, it should continue to stay active even without thinking about it. But time would tell. Listen to your heart, your intuition, God, the Creator, or whatever you want to call your inner voice. As you see in this image, the arms become less and less distinct. This is exactly how your chakras should become. With enough concentration, focus, and willpower, they will become a solid band of light, or a disk of energy, that is solidly red for Muladhara, the root chakra. Your body should be relaxing a little more in the hip area as the chakra becomes more and more energetically active. You might be feeling some inclination for arousal or movement. Wiggle around some more and get comfortable again. Your sits bones need to be correctly aligned to be at peace. Understand now that Muladhara houses your Kundalini serpent, which can awaken at any time and climb up your spine. This will unify your chakral energies once she awakens and unfurls. It is nothing to be afraid of and, unlike what some charlatans are doing around the globe, has nothing to do with sexual ecstasy. I'll explain that more later. Unfortunately that is a master level lesson, so it'll be quite some time before we get there. The bottom line I wish to stress is that spiritual practices have nothing to do with sex. Alright. We've woken up Muladhara, the red root chakra. We're now ready to proceed to Svadhisthana, the orange sacral chakra directly above Muladhara. Svadhisthana is the home of sexual and creative energies but not movement, as that is governed by the root chakra. As Sadhguru taught me, Kundalini is life force energy. It is the Sanskrit word for Reiki. Source. Power. Cosmic background radiation energy. Your life force energy is in your root chakra, which governs movement of the vessel, 
but not sexual energy. Your sacral chakra governs sexual energy and is located around the area of the uterus or the internal gonad structure of the male body. If you cease to move one day, you would die. If the kundalini dragon lives in the root chakra, why is awakening only the sacral chakra called the kundalini experience? As someone who has had the kundalini dragon unfurl along her spine, I can tell you that there is zero sexual component to this process. Even gonads have an internal component that is higher than the tailbone, where the root chakra is, which is why our sacral chakra, the second chakra, the one above the tailbone just under the navel, is a chakra related to sex. Could our ancestors have known that? I have no idea. Maybe they had another way to see inside the human body and we have long forgotten it, like the boneheads we are. We are infamous for trying to create shortcuts to something that takes time, as we all know. The gonads are the sexual reproductive system in a human male body. It is the perfect foil of the uterus and ovaries. Therefore, Peddlers of Kundalini experiences in the Kundalini awakening showing ecstatic fits and erotic content are shysters and con artists that merely pour energy into only your sacral chakra, Svadhisthana, exciting it with the intention of sexual arousal. To have a life energy experience, one only has to finish this meditation. You are in the middle of a Kundalini experience right now, gradually moving from your lower body to your higher body as we continue to address the need to fill our vessel and expand our aura. We are focusing on our animal existence, but soon we will enter our higher existence, which is for the greatest good of all beings. Now that you remember you should be meditating, tell me, how does your red chakra, Muladhara, feel? Is it good and strong and solid now? Perhaps Creator made us all wait so it would fill up to bursting, for that makes the rest of our meditation that much easier. And now that you understand kundalini is just a word that means energy, we can understand that where our focus goes, energy flows. If your muladhara does not feel full and strong, you must begin again, wiggle until your sits bones are in alignment and get comfortable with your root chakra touching the ground or the floor. Concentrate on watching the wheel inside you spin and gain density until it is a solid band of red light. It should feel so good to be filled up that you find a sense of peace encompassing you. We will repeat this process for each and every chakra. Next, we must activate our band of orange light in Svadhisthana, just like we did with the root, so we must think about the swirling galaxy of orange light until it becomes denser and more energetic, like electron clouds expanding. It becomes more and more effortless as Muladhara becomes denser and fuller, gradiating from red to orange red and finally becoming the purest orange you can imagine directly over the location of the chakra. The sense of peace should be expanding as your chakras continue to condense the energy of the universe inside your vessel, as your nerves and neurons fire up and move energy with purpose through this region of your body. You may find yourself sitting a little more upright now, with your breastbone jutting a little more forward as your shoulders drop in or push backward. Receive the correction of the universe willingly and relax into the Creator's embrace. She will allow you to sit with ease in perfect peace in this moment if you will allow yourself to do so. It might take energy to hold Muladhara, the red root chakra, as a solid band of energy at the base of your spine. If it's too soon to move on, 
pause here and concentrate on that band of energy expanding and taking up as much space as possible, bumping into Svadhisthana and eventually overflowing. The energy should effortlessly stretch upward from Muladhara to Svadhisthana, root to sacral chakra. In fact, it will flow all the way from the base of the spine to crown of the head this way, like a basin filling up from a spring that just erupted inside of it or like a low-volume geyser, perhaps. If it helps, you can imagine connecting to the heart of Gaia, the Earth itself, tapping into the Om energy of the planet we live on and welcoming it into your chakras to spin up to a higher vibrational frequency, starting with Muladhara, your root chakra. Allow those vibrations to enter your spine and rest comfortably as possible as they heal you and enlarge the bands of light created by your nerve clusters. Allow the force of the Om of Earth to push up through you, observe the resonation inside of you. Observe the Milky Way galaxy of your wheel become a solid discus. Observe it so that more of your conscious energy is translated into subconscious action. We will be able to soon move on to another chakra, but for now, we must allow ourselves to receive as much energy as we can to strengthen our well-being and unlock our true potential. We're going to move all the way up the spine and turn into a rainbow of energy as we continue to receive the love of our planet in the cosmos. There is no reason or need to rush, the longer we spend allowing the energy in the longer it lasts. Time is a construct of reality and we are practicing being beyond reality. A 20 minute session in the morning may last all day, but listen to the body and do what intuition leads you to do. You are the only one who knows the status of the self. By allowing these energies to unfurl and expand to take up as much electronic space possible, you enable the vessel, your body, to work as optimally as possible. You might feel your intestines make noise or quiver as you sit and observe yourself, this is perfectly normal. If you were to put your ear up to an abdomen, you would hear some incredible noises while digestion takes place, so it makes sense that you may hear or feel it happening inside of your own body while meditating. Now that you have observed it, you can allow your thoughts to drift back to expansion and asking your body to perform at its peak. We must fill ourselves completely to obtain enlightenment let alone activate the 12-dimensional light shield that we will find at the end of this meditation. You may do this meditation as many times as it serves you and I hope it serves you well. Just like practicing a musical instrument, the more time you spend opening and optimizing your chakras, the more you will benefit and the faster you will become a master over your own bodily energy. This exercise will increase your potential for holding source, power, chi, reiki, kundalini, or whatever word you wish to use to describe your flavor of universal life force energy. Becoming a master of the individual elements of an instrument does not automatically qualify one to become a master musician in the first chair of a symphony. This is one step towards enlightenment, albeit it is a large step, it will not be the only one. As in playing a musical instrument, it takes a lot more knowledge and experience with the application of that knowledge to become someone that others wish to listen to. This practical chakra exercise does lay a foundation for becoming recognized as a master of self. Self-mastery is a very important thing for every living being to learn and understand. This is the first step to becoming a guru, actually. It does not matter what you want to demonstrate mastery in, either, this is universal advice that applies to anyone, anywhere, in any phase of life. Except, perhaps, the giggling baby that the universe is tickling. 
I learned during my rebirth that this is what makes infants giggle and squirm, by the way. God, the creator, Brahma decides to tickle their ribs ever so gently to simulate them in a happy way. Don't worry about memorizing any singular part of this meditation or remembering the words I've said. The repetition and delivery is designed to sink into your soul record, also known as your Akashic record, effortlessly. Just trusting your subconscious mind. You're amazing. You're infinitely adaptable. You can and will succeed. Is Muladhar fully activated now? A nice red band of energy that increases your sense of well-being. What about Svadhisthana? Do you now have an orange brand of energy that melts into the red and is now becoming yellow around Manipuri? If you're not already aware, the chakras are approximately 4 inches apart from each other, give or take depending on the length of your spine. There are 7 chakras recognized at this time and taken as fact in the spiritual enlightenment community. Once your hips are engulfed in the red band of light, imagine your navel coming alive with orange light that gradually becomes yellow as you get to the middle of the rib cage as we meet with the solar plexus chakra, Manipurat. Roy G. Biv This is the rainbow, this is us. We will become the rainbow. We have to give ourselves time to be filled with the energy of Gaia and all the other vibrations that are around us, attuning us to our highest potential, our one true self. We soak these healing powers in through sheer willpower and meditation alone. Simply thinking about it focuses your vessel's energy into receiving more energy from all around you. If we can use our brains to make our bodies sick, can we use our brains to make our bodies well? The answer is yes, which is what you are doing right now with this exact meditation. But how can it be a meditation? You might ask, since we have not stuck to a singular topic this whole time. We have, but I move your energy and focus in a spiral designed by the gods, the Fibonacci sequence. We are speaking of the same topics in the same sequence dictated by this famous mathematical concept that we seem to adore in pseudoscience, or, as I like to say, science that we don't understand yet because we haven't filled in the gaps between our intuition and the empirical evidence to arrive at theory. Yes, we're going to go off topic again inside the Fibonacci sequence. Allow the words to wash right over you, because they will work even if you're not fully aware of them working. The unconscious mind is very powerful and is one of the tools in your toolbox. Manipuri is the center of the ego in psychological terms, the sense of self we all develop. When Manipurat, or the solar plexus chakra, is weak, then we may have feelings of guilt, shame, remorse, low self-esteem, and worthlessness. In essence, we lose sight of who we are and what we mean to Brahma the creator of the universe, the cosmic consciousness that drives us all. We are dolls and puppets in his enormous puppet show, given free will to decide which actions will be taken and which words will be spoken. We are given a slice of cosmic consciousness to develop a self-identity, which resides inside Manipurat, our solar plexus nerve cluster. This chakra is a band of golden light when it is healthy and full, much like the sun, saw, which is where we derive the word solar from.
we are stuck inside our own Fibonacci sequence of learning on the pathways of wisdom, light, and life. We are coming from the science, the state of knowing we know nothing, and being nurtured against our will and indoctrinated into the society as it is today. Although we innately understand the flaws of our society, we are overridden by authority to accept it as the way it is and there is nothing we can change, for we are but cattle in this infinite cosmos. Al-Umbla, the sacred cosmic cow, the reason we worship cows all over the world even to this day, is meant to illuminate our struggle as human being. We become cows as we grow, chewing our cud and lowing at each other. Those who would milk us are getting greedier and greedier, taking more than we can afford to give. We do not see we are more than a cow, but we will see we are cows and more all at once very soon. We are many things. As many things as we can imagine being, that is what we are. Our imagination is our only limit on our own cosmic angelicism. As mana pour out enlarges and becomes stronger and stronger, like the light of the sun, we must remember how full Muladhara and Svajasthana they are. They are so strong and vibrant in their red and orange hues, blending together effortlessly and reaching up toward the yellow band we embrace as it becomes fuller and fuller and fuller, feeding off the earth so effortlessly as we merely observe and meditate upon our fullness. There is no such thing as too full, we will merely fill up to the top and overflow back into the universe above, a perfect conduit between God and God. This is our sacred duty, to hold back the force of the universe from where we sit, stand, or play. There is no greater purpose for us unless we create that purpose. Abundance and scarcity are mere illusions as we walk the pathways of the ancients, who knew both states of being. Just as we should know both states of being. Whether you practice Ramadan or simply starve from time to time, you are walking hand in hand with Buddha up an incredibly long flight of stairs. The staircase is a spiral, perhaps even a Fibonacci sequence itself, taking us closer and closer to our observation tower, Sahasrara or the crown chakra. Is Manipura full yet? Do you feel your sense of self becoming stronger, knowing that your divine purpose is already fulfilled merely by existing here and now? Merely by being yourself? Once we come to understand we are here to be only ourselves, we will understand the rest of the teachings of Buddha and Brahma, of God, the Creator, of whatever divinity's name you wish to pin on the consciousness of the cosmos above the ever-expanding universe that we are just one small part of. Feel your solar plexus opening, feel Manipura become so bold it is more like you colored with markers or ink instead of crayons or colored pencils. Feel the vibrancy of your mental health shine through, like the sun itself in the skies above. I am. I exist. I am holding back the cosmos by existing. It is enough. I am fulfilling my divine purpose. I step into who I am in this moment and understand that I can choose to love myself just the way I am or I can choose to improve myself until I love myself. There is always room for self-improvement and I am capable of creating that improvement as I wish and desire, as I see fit. I am walking the pathways of the ancient ones on my way to enlightenment, where I will shine my unique light on the world and illuminate it in a way never before seen. I am important to Brahma, the universe, and the creator. I am loved and I am love. Around your heart, the light filling your personal bubble, otherwise known as your aura, will become green the closer and closer we get to Anahuda. The thymus gland shares this space, a small but important gland for health and well-being. The spleen is also connected to our heart chakra, 
powered by the nerve cluster here that projects some three feet all around us when it rests in well. Focus on the power of the universe and earth pouring into you. You're a vessel, crafted to hold this energy, crafted to connect the heavenly energy to the earth's energy, to take up divine and sacred space. You're a conduit of pain, the pain of separation from the heavens. We were once there, in the heavens, without a vessel. Without three-dimensional bodies that are full of nerve clusters, we cannot feel pleasure or pain at all, we can only perceive our other bodies. The Merkaba, or light body, which undoubtedly has as many names as we have cultures that are aware of the spiritual dimensions that are all around us. The mental body. The emotional body. The etheric body and its template. There are many bodies. It may in fact be endless, but we can be certain there are at least as many as the Fibonacci sequence. The spiral dance of technology and knowledge is imbalanced and has led us to personal strife on this planet, but we can overcome it with these simple meditations that heal thyself. We grew too fast in technology and now our spiritual knowledge must catch up. I am here to lift you to the heavens, babes of eternity. We will return to that which we come from once our three-dimensional vessels expire, being forever a part of creation. We will be bathed in the eternal love of the ethereal world. Feeling the cosmic background radiation energy is pure love. We will swim in it, just as we did before we inhabited bodies once again, once more close to the divinity that is. Burden like the forest or a jungle, our friend Anahota is filling as we focus on the energy we hold within our bodies. We are more than halfway now. You are more than half full. Your cup will spilleth over once it is completely full. Pushing out into the tapestry of life you are personally connected to all around you. The love will never stop pouring once you remember how to be an open vessel to receive it, spilling out of you at a trickle at first and becoming a stream before ultimately becoming a waterfall of pure healing force. You are a conduit. A conduit between the cosmos and everything else you can see, touch, feel, taste, and smell. You are fulfilling your purpose best when your vessel is full effortlessly holding back the atmosphere of earth as it pressed down against the earth itself. Effortlessly holding back the force of gravity with your strong legs as you stand upon the earth's crust. This is your divine purpose, but now you see there is room to have even more purpose. You are capable of being more than God's conduit for loving energy. You are woven into the tapestry of all living things, connections existing between you and your neighbors, your house plants, the blades of grass outside your door. You are connected to yourself but we have yet to connect to your highest self. We will find that point soon, but for now, we must recognize how we are tied to all things earthly around us. They are attached and can be perceived as holding us back, but we should perceive them as things we are trying to uplift to the Creator, Brahma. We are gaining higher purpose the longer we think about having higher purpose. Now, we are more than a conduit alone. We are now here to elevate that which we see. Once we accept that this is also our purpose, we will receive more and more energy. Imagine that roots are growing from you in all directions, tendrils that strengthen as the vines grow, anchoring us to all that is earthly, tying us into the tapestry of life. Creator wove it and your purpose is to be right here, right now. There is no higher purpose than Creator's purpose. Roy G. Biv. We would never even see a rainbow without having a way to split the white light of Saul, our sun into its divisible parts and pieces. We would never perceive it without sight that is capable of discerning one color from another, a curse or blessing many other animals on earth have no awareness of having. We are higher consciousness, 
Being aware of all the colors around us, we are drawn to the colors that heal us, one way or another, either wearing the color, decorating with it, or going somewhere with plenty of it on display. We might even find ourselves transfixed by an image on a television screen as our spirit body craves the wavelengths of a specific color. These individual wavelengths are less and less necessary to ourselves as we focus on filling with the ohm of Earth and the cosmic background radiation energy of the universe itself, as we heal our individual chakras, which end up expressing each and every one of these colors. We have strengthened our aura from bottom to top, from root to heart, so far filling the void around us with our electrical storm created solely by focusing on our bodies functioning at the pinnacle of health. We can feel our hearts beating, we can feel our chests rise and fall, we can feel every muscle holding is upright as our focus goes into the spine between our shoulder blades. This is the back of Anahota, our green heart chakra, and our shoulder blades should pull back and down into proper erect posture, strengthening the green band of our light. As our green light becomes less like the forests of New Zealand, the energy we are accepting creeps toward Vizridi, the throat chakra, turning teal before it becomes a pure azure blue. We are told that the throat chakra, Vizridi, governs our ability to communicate. Any fears around being unheard or ignored stem from this area of our aura. We are often attacked spiritually by ignorant shamans, defeating our throat chakras, making the auric field around them weak and feeble. Allow now for Brahma to fill your throat chakra with the love of the universe. Your divine purpose is to shine your unique light on the world, which you cannot do without your precious voice, divine child of the cosmos. Creator is saddened every time an angel goes without the strength to fight against ignorance and baser animal needs that overtake all of humanity when they are locked in below in Ahura, the chakra of love. Focus on the color blend between your heart and your throat, the beautiful hues of mixing green and blue. Each of these hues is a level of Vizridi, which has many layers and many purposes. It is part of your divine purpose to speak with my love, Brahma's love. Now you know your higher purpose has one more layer to it. You are holding back every atom between you and the Earth's crust, you are connected to the tapestry of earthly life, feeding everything around you with your personal vibration, and you are here to love. Not only are you here to love, to feel, but you are here to interpret that love and feeling and then give it a voice and share that perspective. That perspective is what allows others to understand and understanding brings us to enlightenment. If you do not speak, your piece of the divine puzzle will be lost in the Fibonacci sequence we are all living inside of. The divine spiral of life itself. TM, as we learn to roll over, crawl, walk, then run, we are fulfilling one aspect of the Fibonacci sequence. However, all of our dimensional bodies are in the same sequence with a different order of growth, involving different and separate events. It is not until we learn to crawl, walk, and run in each and every one of our bodies that we have truly embraced our divine purpose. Once we have learned how to do all of these things across all dimensions, we are ascended divine masters of the universe. Is Vijayi still filling up? Is it becoming blue-purple now as we get nearer to Aina, the third eye chakra? I feel we are only halfway yet. We are still in the Fibonacci sequence to fill Ina completely. We need to realize where we are going before we get there, so we'll jump ahead again, as that is the Fibonacci way. TM, I distract you, but it's all for the highest good and highest purpose, it is all as Brahma instructs me to distract you with. Brahma is both real and not real at the same time. There is no reason to worship them, but it doesn't hurt if you do. 
Do you remember that each chakra is tied to one of your interdimensional bodies? Do you remember you have at least one dozen dimensional bodies in your command? You are not just one being, you are 12 plus 1. We always focus on just 7 chakras, but we seem to be missing one. Hasn't it always bothered you how equidistant they were until you think about the space between the solar plexus, or manapurat, and the sacral chakra, or svadhisthana? Isn't there enough room there for at least one more chakra? Who decided we had chakras at all? How were they discovered? These are thoughts of your highest self trickling down to you now. These are questions we are meant to answer for ourselves and then compare the footnotes of with others who answered these questions. It is only in that we can arrive at a universal truth. It is only in that we can come to understand the cosmos and be an integral part of healing it. As we ponder these questions, we know we already have some answers to these mysteries to share. We have read and studied all our lives, we know so much, and yet we cannot share it without a healthy vijuddhi. Continue to contemplate the throat area of your being, feeling the wheel of energy that rotates there expand and become larger and larger. Perhaps the color deepens as its strength rises. And there, we are almost to the third eye chakra, so it should become indigo as we go. I know is waiting for us now. Enlightenment is seeking us because we seek enlightenment. Now is not the time to be afraid of learning the truth of the universe for we knew it all along. We were born knowing it, but we've forgotten. The Creator knew we would forget. That's why they gave us tools to work with from our human bodies, tools to look inside of ourselves and discern our personal truth of all things. Tools to determine right from wrong, good from bad, selfish from selfless. We have all the tools we need inside of us, there is no need to look further. We have only forgotten how to get into the toolbox. It is unlocked but we perceive it as locked because we forgot where the key has gone. Now you will see the key was always right there, waiting to be turned, except it was never turned to lock it at all. It all comes apart easily, opening, and inside. There is nothing. We were born with nothing and we will return to nothing. We have only ourselves now and forever. But is it really true? The Creator is there, waiting with a smile. She thinks you forgot your tools, little one, and she shows you where you put them all. Like a careless child, they are all over the house instead of in your toolbox. Now is the time to put them back in the toolbox. What purpose is a toolbox if you never put your tools away? As is the way of the Fibonacci sequence, you will no doubt realize you are not so keenly aware of your previous chakras now that they are so full. Are they your tools? It's hard to say because Creator doesn't tell us, does she? We can tell ourselves what our tools are, but we would like the Creator to hold our hand. However, we are part of the Creator, and we will always have our hands held, even when we don't think they're being held. She is always there for us, quiet and unassuming, ready to put a thought into your mind just when you think you'll never understand a concept or discover something to research and consume your time on this earthly plane of existence. We have stumbled across yet another higher purpose now. We must hold back the universe. But that seems so mundane in comparison to where we are going, doesn't it? We must hold it back. We must. What happens if we fail to hold it back? Something else will hold it back. Does that cheapen us? The Creator doesn't think so, but you might hold yourself back deciding it is so right here and right now. Do you still feel the atoms pressing against you from every direction? The power of gravity forcing you to be a vacuum? It's all vague now, isn't it? It seems so far away. You've fulfilled your purpose so long it is mundane. Basil. It's no longer divine to you, 
There must be more, a better and bigger purpose. The purpose of experiencing and loving is another divine purpose. Perhaps we have already done it so many times we are bored of it, too, and think it has no place in the divine cosmos, except when you love something, you give it energy from your anahuda. You heal it. Your heart energy can be put to better use if you choose to heal something less loved by everyone else, by the way, if you really want to be divine. Perhaps you can learn to love a house fly rather than scorn it and murder it ruthlessly. Perhaps you can teach a house fly to stop flying into your hair with telepathy or pure love from the Yanahud encoded with the message, buzz off and I'll overlook how annoying you are to me today. Or perhaps you can do even better than that and give it true love. It is not the house fly's fault that it eats things decaying and full of bacteria, is it? It is instead your fault for leaving bacteria and decay for it to eat. Responsibility is yours now, the creator tells us, as we embrace our third eye opening. I know was always open, actually, but perhaps now we can see with more clarity than ever before that we were using it all along to imagine things. It won't be long now until we have pure magenta surrounding our pineal glands projecting several feet all around our foreheads, progressing from a deep blue-purple into the ultraviolet that will become blinding white light pouring into Sahasrara. Roy G. Biv We've gotten to the top. We started at the very bottom, deep within our bodies, and now we have ascended to the astral plane together. We are now in our higher selves, ready to take on the next assignment that fulfills divine purpose. You may have realized your vibration has changed since we began this meditation, something that made you very aware of all your bodily functions was there before and now we are focused on our higher thoughts. This is what the masters call true meditation and we have arrived. How did we get here? Where will we go next? Why aren't there any tools in our toolbox? We must return to where we came from periodically as we simultaneously move forward, unsticking ourselves in the sea of time. TM, we are no longer chained and tethered to the fourth dimension, we are stepping beyond the fourth dimension into an even higher body. It's quaint how we take being four-dimensional beings so lightly. We are already experiencing it, although some of us are more aware of the passage of time than others. To live in timelessness is to beat the aging process. The aging process is caused by observing time. Or is that backwards and the observation of time is because of the aging process? Creator challenges you to decide which is your truth. You can take your time, of course, because there is no time here and now. We are above and beyond time, suspended in stasis. Or are we still in our bodies at the same time? Now is the time to activate our 12-dimensional light shield. We are now full of vessels, full of the love of Gaia and the universe, for Gaia's love is a reflection of the universe's vibration. We are a divine conduit of pain and pleasure, translating experiences into good or bad, seeking that which helps us achieve some goal or another. What we want wants us. The doors are always opening, sometimes windows, too. Opportunities in a long hallway that is a timeline that you follow, that you mark on a calendar, day in and day out. To be chained to earth is to observe time. If you were to drift far away from earth in the astral world, time would be less relevant to you. The doorways will be all that matters. There is no way to move backwards along this corridor, that is really what time means to us at the end of the day. The doors of opportunity will close the further we get away from them. Since we are in a Fibonacci spiral sequence, it stands to reason that there are doors that teleport us back to missed opportunities, or are just like the missed opportunities, 
or a duplicate of the exact same opportunity being offered to us once again. If you have seen this opportunity three times and it attracts you, take it. Creator is showing you the way of the world, the way of the universe, the law of life. If you do not take it, do not despair, but since we are on the Fibonacci sequence kind of timeline, know that it can take long, long time to see that opportunity again. If you ignore that same opportunity too many times, it will no longer be offered to you without more work on your part to stay in the same trajectory. We have this boorish tendency to grow in new directions, especially when we don't get exactly what we want, and that's okay. Often, this growth opens bigger doors and bigger windows. Sometimes, when you miss a door, you must squeeze through a window, like a thief in the night. Or someone who locked themselves out of their own house and you have to get back in some way or another. Time is just a quarter and you are a pedestrian in the quarter, someone who traverses it looking for a reason to exist. There is no real reason to exist other than some cells divided and the mysteries of life unraveled to produce you. Accident or plan happiness, you are here, and you have passed so many doors already because you are unaware. Or are you just at the beginning with no way to look behind you? It matters not, because the more we grow the way our hearts tell us to grow, the closer we get to God. The closer we get to God the more doors there are to look through. They are all open to you the moment you decide they are open, which is right now. You can see the eventuality that each door will lead you to. You can see the ultimate outcome of taking the action that allows you to walk through that door. You may wish to do nothing and observe the doors as they pass for a time, this leaves you disconnected from assumptions and desires that get in the way of recognizing opportunities. There is nothing wrong with watching the universe unfold in front of your eyes, looking through door after door. Understanding what the eventual outcomes will be if you walk through those doors. A wife and children are down many doors, or a husband and children. There are many doors that only deal with business opportunities or spiritual opportunities. Each door is unique because the circumstances that open each door are unique to your life. Every door has its pros and cons, which you can try to weigh carefully, but if you wait too long you will inevitably pass the open door and have to wait some more. Patience is a virtue, as they say. And this is when it is most virtuous because what you do not know is that the door at the end of the Fibonacci sequence is a door that the Creator will shove you through. Do you feel yourself rising above your Sahasrara Chakra yet? Do you feel the loving beam of light the Creator is shining down on you from the heavens? It's so subtle that it is difficult to detect without plenty of practice. Being malnourished and half-dead never hurt for you are more in tune with yourself than ever before. However, that is how you continue to reside in your lower self, your bodily presence in the third and fourth dimension. We are interested in climbing higher and higher into new dimensions, yet they are so subtle we will never realize we are already there. Where do the doors go? We walked through one just now. I chose a door for us all, the door the Creator chose. We are now in the heavens, basking in heavenly light, and that is all we will do here. We need to recharge and rejuvenate. We need to heal from our earthly battles. We need to heal from ignorant fools we live alongside who have no idea where they are on the Fibonacci sequence of enlightenment. They are at the bottom, stuck in Muladhara or Svadhisthana or Manipurat. They have not even detected an Ahudi yet, they do not know the meaning of love. To love and have lost is better not to love at all is more true than the owner of that quote could ever know, for to know an Ahuda, you must know grief first. Grief is the first step of enlightenment. There is no way to ever completely overcome grief while stuck in a vessel. Might we add, but you might try anyway. This might consume you for a time, 
until you become aware again of the corridor of choices. TM, why does she keep distracting us with the trademark reminder? You might ask yourselves. It is just a distraction. An enlightened individual that is following the Fibonacci sequence and spiraling upward needs a good distraction. The formula is very simple, get to the end, declare it out loud, and then step back to the beginning. After some explanation, jump ahead once more, then go back to the beginning to continue the same explanation. This is repeated until the entire content is delivered. This is the sequence for true learning and understanding without stressing the mind-body, or any body, because this kind of learning addresses all your bodies in the order in which they need to hear the information in order to understand what is being delivered. This is the secret of the universe, and the quarter of choices is opening once more, showing you even more doors. The speed at which you go down the hallway is increasing. Doors are appearing on different planes of existence all at once, simultaneously, all around you until everything simply stops and the doors themselves are moving. You are at the center of the Fibonacci sequence. What door do you choose today? That is your higher purpose until you determine you have done all that you can do and move on to another door. An enlightened ascended grandmaster learns how to walk through many doors and then resolves to finish the work begin in each one, creating a brand new Fibonacci sequence for the rest of the world to observe. They are now a god on earth, redirecting the flow from creator into a new flow, a different flow. It does not distract from the original flow, it merely augments it and provides more and more choices. However, decision fatigue is real. This can and will be overwhelming without practice, practice, practice. Just like a flutist, learning the individual notes does not enable reading of sheet music. Just like a guitarist, understanding each fret with each string does not enable creation of great chords. Just like a pianist, understanding individual notes does not create a concerto. This is your highest good. You are now a content creator for the rest of the world to observe and learn from. You are an artist whose every brush stroke embodies the love of creation. You are a writer whose every word seeks to enlighten others. You are a voice actor or actress tasked with injecting humanity into lifelessness. You are a musician who entices the chakras to open with your melodies. You are a meditation master who elicits soundness of mind with your mantras. You are a psychologist who creates a pocket of sanity through validation. You are whatever it is you thought you should be. This is your divine purpose. This is your divine voice. This is your divine power. Namaste. The goddess in me greets the goddess in you. The universe thanks you for your kindness. Once you are rainbow along your core, you should be able to effortlessly correct your posture into a straighter more upright position. Your shoulders should drop down and pull backwards, activating your shoulder blades and all the muscles connected to them. Your head should tilt back slightly and perhaps bobble a little to settle into an upright position. Your abdominals should tense up slightly, activating all your core muscles. The longer you continue this practice, the better your posture will be even when you are not meditating. In this state of perfect posture. Your body works as optimally as possible. That is the true power of a proper posture. Those who are not exhibiting a proper posture are typically afraid of those who do, so it is best to treat them with some compassion, send some loving energy their way to help them correct their posture, if you've got any to spare. Allow your mind to float into a state of peace and prosperity. 
Open your mental arms for the abundance of the universe. You might cry with the healing power this brings you. It's okay if you do, it means it's working. If you don't cry, you might feel some other energetic difference. This is how you know you've become one with God. You're here. This is it. Relax into it and enjoy it for as long as you wish to. Once you feel yourself empowered, it is time to activate the light shield. Now that you are filled up with the love of the universe and God, you will feel your crown chakra activate and your rainbow light becomes bright white in nature. You are engulfed in the brilliant rays of heaven itself. You might feel lighter, either physically or mentally. You might feel energetic and ready to take on anything. You might also feel sleepy because your body is ready to rejuvenate, which it does best during the sleep cycle. Whatever you feel, count is as a success. If you feel nothing, just try again. Practice makes perfect, as they say. Once you have mastered this technique, which takes about 10,000 times, you will find yourself walking around in this state perpetually. This is for the greatest good of all beings TM. Thank you for being part of the solution today. We love you. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed night. Have a blessed eternity. It is time to wake up. Your higher self is calling to you from above you. This is your Akashic record, the highest level, which may sit at the feet of masters or God or self. It is always learning, even whilst the vessel is asleep. It is capable of absorbing information around the clock, as if time itself is completely irrelevant. That is because your Akashic body is beyond the measurement of time. It is timeless, endless. It has existed long before you perceived yourself and it will exist long after the earthling expires. It can go anywhere, for it is capable of detaching completely from you. This is a layer of being that is closest to God. This is a layer that finds it effortless to hear God, Brahma, the Creator. This is a self that communicates their wishes to you when you search for the deeper meaning in life and try to step into your divinity. You can learn an infinite number of things from your Akashic body, so long as you know how to direct it and how to communicate with it. It is like an angel, flying wherever you wish it to go. Enlightened human beings volunteer to take responsibility from Brahma herself and make contract to teach others everything they know to continue the original Fibonacci sequence. Know now that your own ripple in the pond of the universe is adding your unique light to the message that the divine is spreading. You are creating a new fractal of reality. You are one shard of many. You are one of many. We are legion. We are the angels in the astral realm, the realm of what is above our earthly body perceivable only by our subtle bodies that can reach the higher realms. We've named them, but their names are irrelevant. We name the bodies that move within them, but those, too, are irrelevant. Feeling our bodies, directing our bodies, understanding our bodies, and controlling all of our bodies is what enlightenment is about. To master thyself is to master reality. Every dimension of reality that we can perceive. Because these bodies in these realms are so subtle, they blend together effortlessly. Just like the setting and rising sun creates a palette that blends effortlessly over a gradient. These are the heavens our spiritual texts refer to, the subtle planes of existence that extend for all eternity, for time is irrelevant, from here to God, to Brahma, to Creator, or any aspect thereof that we named, for they are all the same. They are faces of the universe TM. They are faces we created in order to understand ourselves, each other, and the universe itself, 
for we gave them names and we have power over everything we have named. Our true power relies in the idea of responsibility. Being responsible for yourself is the very first step. All 13 bodies of self. All 36 bodies of self. All fractals of self. However many of them there are, it does not matter, they are yours. They are you. They are your responsibility. Dream as many as you wish, but they will be yours to tend to, taking up more and more of your time in the heavenly realms of thought and conceptualized ideas. To walk the balance between heaven and earth, to hold back all the realms created by gravity itself, is to master life itself. Only then can we be responsible for another living creature, great or small. Only when we master the art of living can we impart that gift upon another being. We struggle if we try to do so before we have mastered the self. This struggle translates into strife for other living creatures who depend on us to exist, from house plant to goldfish to puppy dog to kitty cat to human child. Each of these is a new layer of challenge, a new kind of effort. This is the evolution of all life as we know it, moving from not so complex to incredibly complex. To train oneself to take care of the self, all the way to the highest body of existence, and then to take on new responsibilities makes us like the Creator. This is how we are created in God's image. This is how we become God. We are already enlightened and ascended in this reality, but we are not spiritually fulfilled. Is it because we turn a blind eye and deafen our ears to our highest self? Is it because we turn away from Creator? It is because we no longer want to know ourself. We allow a vibration of shame to hold us back. Guilt. Let go of it. Let it go and allow abundance to come to you, rather than you endlessly chase your tail and call it abundance. We know abundance already. We have plenty to eat. We have plenty to entertain. We have plenty. We have more than plenty and can do without some of it sharing with someone with less than plenty. We can understand the lean times once again, restarting the Fibonacci code in our very D. N. A. and share with another. We can elevate our neighbor or even the goldfish, providing them with plenty or perhaps slightly more than plenty and treating them like they are equal to our own child. All beings are children of God, learning and growing. Our highest purpose is to learn and grow on planet Earth, to take that wisdom to the great beyond and hereafter, to derive further purpose once we shed our lower form and become beings of pure energy and cosmic light. We do not return to the noise of cosmic background radiation energy. In fact, are we certain that it is the fuel of all life everywhere? It is simply starlight, after all, just as Sol sheds light on planet Earth, bringing heat and seasons that allow life to grow, stars do this everywhere. Everywhere. Life is a chance to be born, but a seed of chaos is needed to grow that life. A single bacterium that lands in a liquid on each and every planet has the potential to become an entire new algorithm under the Creator's gaze, creating life as we know it somewhere new. How many planets could sustain life? We know not, for our narrow scope of what life is has been limited to the known. We do not know what we do not know, which is the state of science, which is how we begin fresh out of the womb. We come to the planet Earth and learn too much only about Earth itself, how the rules of the universe apply, but only to Earth. Then we say, with much hubris and far too big of an ego, we are everything, we are all life. We are not all life. There is life out there, for we evolve in bacterium that landed on planets randomly in our past lives. We have to return to those planets as bacterium and work our way up the Fibonacci sequence of that existence to understand and comprehend life greater than our own life. 
We have already heard those life forces. We already know much about the life outside of life on Earth. We call it art, intuition, and creative imaginative forces. We call it impossible. We learn nothing except what we want to learn, declaring all guesswork and imagination is impossible. Nothing is impossible, merely highly improbable said somebody famous once. Who uttered this phrase is no longer important, washed away by the sands of time, leaving behind this indelible quotation that persists in our conscious minds. It has been committed to our Akashic record, after all, because we are embracing the Fibonacci sequence and addressing the questions of each of our layers, each of our bodies, and learning everything there is to learn in one place at one time. This is the way. This is the Tao. Namaste and welcome to planet Earth, Saul Singer.